0: Welcome to the Hopeful Living Podcast. I'm your host, Crystal Merck, and I'm so glad you found your way here. This podcast is a daughter, a sister, a wife, and a mother's journey through loving someone with the disease of addiction. I will share my experiences, strength, and hope as I navigated my own recovery from being addicted to the addict. Thank you so much for listening. Everyone, welcome to the podcast this week. I'm uh, excited that you joined us, and again, I'm going to start this week with um, some thoughts from my favorite author, Brene Brown, uh, in her book Rising Strong. Um, it's really been speaking to me, and just been a book that I keep going back to and listening to again and reading again over and over. And in light of the recent events that have been happening. Um, that I just cannot seem to get my head around, my heart around, and formulate the words that I want to say. Um, I was listening to her audible on Rising Strong, and this played, and so I'm going to share it with you, and then I'm going to share a few of my ideas. Another example of the power of owning our stories occurred during a class discussion about privilege. I asked students to write down their first short response to the idea of privilege, a fast story that we could rumble on. Just a side note, she discusses the rumble as the part uh, when you're problem solving, as the time when you're talking and hashing out the details and trying to figure out where you stand as a group. And so we're gonna talk about the rumble here. One of the white women in the class wrote, You don't know me, I came from nothing. I worked for everything I have. I didn't come from privilege, I'm just like you. Stop feeling sorry for yourself. This led to a painful discussion about the true nature of unearned privilege and how it has nothing to do with working hard. It's about being afforded special, almost invisible privilege because of our group membership. After reading a powerful article on privilege by Peggy McIntosh, the class began to bring to the surface what privilege meant to them. A Latino man talked about the pain of having his daughter come home from kindergarten and tell him that they only had crayons with skin colors for white kids. So her self-portrait wasn't very good. It didn't look like her. A white student responded with her summary of race privilege. I'm white and everything is made for me. A black female student said, I'm straight. I can hold hands with my boyfriend without fearing violence. Another student said, I'm a Christian. I can wear my cross necklace to school and no one calls me a terrorist. A white man said, unlike my wife, I'm not afraid to run in the morning when it's still dark before it gets hot. After listening to everyone rumble with their own pain and their privilege, the white woman who wrote the, you don't know me note said, I get it, but I can't spend my life focusing on the negative things, especially especially what the black and Hispanic students are talking about. It's too hard. It's too painful. And before anyone could say a word, she had covered her face with her hands and started to cry in an instant we were all in this marshy, dark delta with her. She wiped her face and said, Oh my God, I get it. I can choose to be bothered when it suits me. I don't have to live this every day. For me, that spoke unbelievably to my soul. As I listened and read, I thought about my own self. I didn't come from a privileged family, far from it. There were times when my mom, myself, and Sylvia, we had some sugar to make sweet tea, we had pinto beans, and we had cornbread. And that was it, crackers. But we always had love. I always had a home. I always felt love. I never slept anywhere but a warm bed. I always had food. I always had my mom. I remember so beautifully, wonderful memories of sitting around our kitchen table and playing cards and laughing and joking and our dogs. I remember working on socks with my mom and Sylvia as a second job and We would laugh and tell stories while we packaged socks for extra money. But I never remember ever once that I felt like I had less than anyone else. I felt like I was privileged and didn't really understand that there were a lot of people that had more than me. I got a car when I was 16. Sure, it might not have been the car that I wanted, but I got one. My mom and Sylvia took good care of me, and I never had to wonder where I was going to live. I never had to be afraid when I went out. I didn't realize that at the time. At the time, my mom worked at Catawba College, and one of the privileges one of the um, privileges for employees was that their children could go to school there for free. Um, at the time, there would have never been any way that I would have gone to Catawba College, had my mom not worked there, there would have never been any way that my SAT score would have been high enough for me to go. Um, But there I was sitting in a classroom in a place that I should not and would not have had an opportunity to go. I didn't realize at 19 what a privilege that was, but it was. Um, As I grew and lived in the South, I know that my thoughts about the world are different than a lot of my friends. Um, I have had the privilege of living with and loving for a lot of my life LGBTQ people, Black people, uh, transgender people. Latino, Hispanic, just a myriad of people that my mom introduced me to, Sylvia introduced me to, my brother, whom I love with all my heart that passed away two years ago. I was blessed to be raised with strong people, That taught me so much about loving people just because they breathe, just because they are who they are, without any bringing to the table any notions of what I think they should or should not be. As I've gotten older... That has gotten better for me because I have learned that um, I can see the world through a different lens because of my friends, because of my black friends, because of my LGBTQ plus friends, because of my Hispanic friends, my Latino friends, because of any, just fill in the blank, my friends, my friends that have different um, very different opinions than me. I love them all and they bring everything to the table to me so that I can learn and grow and change. There have been times in my life when I have been afraid to say um, what I truly believed and how I felt. I just knew in my heart, my rumble, as Brene Brown would call it, was that I didn't believe that people were different from me just because of their skin color their sexual preference, their belief in God. I do believe in God. I am a Christian. Um, and my heart has just been broken over the last years, really, but really in the last two weeks to try to know what is the right thing for me to say How do I say it so that it pleases everyone? And God put it on my heart that it's not about pleasing everyone. It's about speaking my truth and about speaking to what I believe. I don't owe it to anyone else except to myself to hold true to what I believe. And I believe that your character and who you are speaks, not who you love, not the color of your skin but not who you worship on Sunday, but your character. And I would be sad and remiss and have missed out on so many wonderful people if I had allowed myself to shut them out because they view the world just a little bit different than me. That's what's truly on my heart. I relate that very much to addiction as well. Because I was so afraid and so shameful that people would find out that my dad was an alcoholic and died at 60. My brother was an alcoholic and a drug addict whom I loved with all my heart and soul. Every fiber of my being. He was also gay in the 80s in the South. And I lost him at the early, early age of 54. And mostly I lost him because he never found a place where he could accept and love himself for who he was. So he dulled his pain with alcohol and with drugs. I'm sad for that. I'm sad that he never gets to see my youngest son grow up. I'm sad that, that he grew up in a time When it wasn't okay to just be who you were with no strings attached. I believe that God created him beautifully and strong and that he makes no mistakes. And so as I thought about how I would say this, I didn't write a script. I read The Rising Strong and have been listening to it again for the entire two weeks, this past two weeks. I listened to this piece again and it spoke to me and I knew that was was it. I like to believe that I have arrived and that I am in a place where I accept everyone. Every single day, I am growing, I am learning, and I want to be better for my next generation. I want both of my children, my little guy and my big guy, to hold tight to their values and their morals. And I want my friends of every race, gay, homosexual, bisexual, transgender, LGBTQ, non-binary, Hispanic, Latino, black, brown, To know that I love you and I stand with you. I know this because I felt in some small way, if there was a way for me to equate this to addiction, I felt in some small way that um, sting of not being good enough Racism, if you want to call it that. Discrimination, because my family wasn't perfect. My son took a different track. And if that's just an ounce of what it has felt like for my, the entire life of my friends, I deserve and they deserve, they deserve for me to continue to learn and grow. And I vow to do that every single day. So I'm going to read this manifesto of the brave and brokenhearted to end the podcast this week. There is no greater threat to the critics and cynics and fear than those of us who are willing to fall because we have learned how to rise. We skin- With skinned knees and bruised hearts, we choose owning our stories of struggle over hiding our hustling over pretending. When we deny our stories, they define us. When we run from struggle, we are never free. So we turn toward truth and look it in the eye. We will not be characters in our stories, not villains, not victims, not even heroes. We are the authors of our lives. We write our own daring endings. We craft it. We craft love from heartbreak, compassion from shame, grace from disappointment, courage from failure, showing up is our power, story is our way home, truth is our song, we are the brave and brokenhearted, and we are rising strong. Thank you for listening to the Hopeful Living Podcast. If someone you know might benefit from hearing this podcast, please share And until next time, I wish you all the best.